Ezekiel chapter 34, and it's about the good and the bad shepherds. As we are on our way to elect elders who are shepherds over the flock of the Lord, let's hear what the Lord said about the bad shepherds in his uh, in the care of the, the who was supposed to take care of the flock and how the Lord actually sets the standards for a good shepherd. Verse seven, Ezekiel chapter thirty-four, verse seven. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd, and has and so has been plundered, and has become food for all the wild animals. And because my shepherds did not search my flock, but cared for themselves rather than for my flock, therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I'm against the shepherds and will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock so that the shepherds can no longer feed themselves, I will rescue my flock from their mouths and will no longer be food and it will no longer be food for them. This is what the sovereign Lord says I myself will search for my sheep and look after them, as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they are scattered on the day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out of the, from the nations and gather them from the countries. And I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel and the ravines and the settlements of the land. I will tend them in a good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land. And there they will feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. But the slake and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. Then uh, we go to the New Testament to read from the uh, letter of Peter. We're going to read First Peter chapter 5. Only the five, uh, first five verses. Actually the first four verses. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's sufferings, and one who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Being shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you're willing, as God wants you to be. Not greedy for money, but eager to serve. 
not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of glory that will never fade away. May the Lord give us an understanding of this word, and may he help us to live to his glory. And also as we, in this time, look at uh, the election of elders, may he help us to elect uh, those who are, according to the word of God, shepherds of the flock. Now, some years ago, <clears throat> I was uh, on patrol up in the northwestern parts of New South Wales. And uh, we were, I think Hila was with me at that trip. We passed through a gate, and when we stopped at that gate, there was a, a drinking hole, a water place for the, for the, for the sheep, a dam with a windmill and a trough. And the overflow of this dam went into a just a, a muddy sort of place. And as we stopped at the gate to go through, I noticed that there was a sheep stuck in the mud just after shearing and uh, there was this hopelessly looking thing stuck in the mud and I knew the, uh, the owner of the place and on the uh, UHF radio I called him and I said uh, I think one of your sheep has got a problem it's, it's stuck in the mud and he said, oh, where is this? It was Saturday afternoon, by the way. He said, where was this? And I told him where it was. And he said, oh, mate, he said, that's Saturday afternoon. He said, uh, after a busy week. Now, the properties are big there. You're talking about sixty to 90,000 acres. So that's a quite distance, distance for him to drive. And he said, he said to me, oh, he said, I've got many others. It's not worth a lot. Let it go. Well, to be quite honest, uh, just shorn and terrible looking, it wouldn't probably be more worth, worth more than $10. But the attitude of, of let it go, I've got enough others. And, um, well, I got into my, my mud boots and the overall, and uh, I could help it out. And as I put my arms under this thing, and uh, you know that it really sucks into the, into the mud. It's, it's, you look at the eyes and you just think how hopeless this thing is. Uh, I thought about our Lord Jesus Christ who said that he's the good shepherd and he would leave the 99 and go after the one that's lost. So much different to say oh well I've got enough other that's a Saturday afternoon don't bother me and look it's not worth a lot I got what I could 
اعرفت اتشون When we read Ezekiel chapter 34, we get something of this picture. Because the Lord had appointed the rulers and the elders over his people, and the idea was that they should look at the people of God, and in the end they abused their role, and they actually got rich out of them and, and their abuse of power. But I want to... First of all, look at this uh, chapter from First Peter and just get it there. Be shepherds of God's flock. Be shepherds of God's flock. And it's, in, it's amazing that through the whole Bible, elders are referred to always as a group of people. It's, a, it's, it's, it's in the plural We've looked at it last week that God did not intend this, the, the, his people to be looked after and cared for by only Moses, but he had to have other people around them. And Moses then appointed those over 150 and 10. And so the people of the Lord were, were, were looked after. And therefore, if I may apply this and say, it is not the job in a local sense, it's not the job of the minister only to provide spiritual care to the flock of the Lord. It is in the plural. Therefore, God appointed in each church people who would be shepherds of the flock of the Lord. It's not a one-man show. It is not like one person has to do it because we can't. And apart from the fact that we can't, we have different Talents. We have different ways that we can meet the needs of the people. And therefore God ordained that to be, that there would be more. And over the last few years, I think John understands that it becomes a bit much when, when the numbers are down and we, we have to take care. But also, the, those that God calls... And appoints, he does not call as administrators or managers. It has become a, a trend within the church internationally, it seems to me, or at least in the Western church, <coughs> that elders have become entrepreneurs. Those who have, have to come up with good ways of management. Now, there's a huge difference between a manager and a pastor or a shepherd. The manager would always look to ways in which the business can be better. Whereas the pastor or the shepherd would be the one who would not look after the management and the business side of things, but after the people within. And that's what, we, that's what I think the Bible wants us to understand. Elders needs, need to be more than managers. They need to be pastors. They need to be those who 
care for the flock of the Lord. Maybe that farmer was that I referred to. Maybe that farmer was some sort of a manager. He looked at the business side of things and he weighed up. It's going to cost me so much to get this thing out of the mud and it's only worth so much. Okay, so let it go. But if there was real care in his heart, that would be the last thing that would cross his mind. If only you, and I suppose you probably have had that experience, if only you can remember the, the look in the eyes of the, that sheep when I dragged it out of the mud. I'll never forget that. And if the thing could, could say something, I suppose it would probably just look around and say, thank you of course he couldn't say anything but and therefore it calls for commitment when an elder is called to take care of the flock of the Lord it calls for commitment it is not to say it's Saturday afternoon sorry it's that commitment as the Lord says in his word then, I will look after my sheep, I will tend them, and I will give them the best of pasture so that they will not be in want. That's what I think we need in our day. We don't need managers. We don't need entrepreneurs. We don't need business-like models for the church. I think we need people who really care for people the way the Lord Jesus cared for people. And things might just change for the better. Now we look at the flock and we have to say the flock belongs to God. It's not our church. It's not our people. It's not an organization it's not a group of people who just decided they come together and they become a church. When Paul calls the elders in, uh, in, in uh, uh, Athens and he gives them a charge, we read in Acts chapter 20, these words that I think really speaks to us very loud and very clear. Verse 28 of Acts chapter 20. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood. You are bought by the blood of Jesus Christ and so is everyone and I think Maybe once we understand this, and once elders would understand that, and I include myself because I'm an elder too, our outlook would be so much different. We won't be looking at someone spiritually stuck in the mud and say, oh, well, there's enough others. We would look at that person as someone bought in the blood of Jesus Christ. And that makes the difference. That makes the difference. We are looking, the Lord is looking for men in his church who would understand that and with a shepherd's heart 
take care of the flock bought in the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, the church, every member of the church is precious to God. It's precious to God, bought the lamb, uh, the, the blood of the lamb, and therefore it is precious to him. And it needs direction. It needs direction. It is amazing. And in this day, day and age where we talk about responsibilities and all these, and everyone says, you're supposed to know. You're a Christian. You're supposed to know what to do and what not to do. That's true. But on the other hand, people, needs, people need leadership. People need that, that direction from the Word of God. And if that doesn't happen, we, we go astray. And in, in Jeremiah chapter 23, it says here uh, about the shepherds. Uh, Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to the shepherds who tend my people. Because you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you've done, declares the Lord, I myself will gather my remnant of my, of my flock out of the countries where I've driven them, and I will bring them back to their pasture where they will be fruitful and increase in number, and I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they, listen to this, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified. When I read this, I thought to myself, how important is this? That as shepherds of the flock, those called by the Lord, and I include myself there, we'd say, we'll take care of you, you're safe. We'll stand between you and the enemy. It's, 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 we, go, we go, we shoot ourselves on the foot these days when we elect people who are supposed to be elders and would not have a biblical idea of what it means to be an elder. Therefore, we understand that this flock of the Lord needs care. Yes, there are times that, you know, you would have the nagging one I'm not saying that any one of you uh, would be the nagging one. But sometimes you do get it. Sometimes you do get it. And sometimes you think like, you know, would you just, just not do that? But it's true. They need care. What is the attitude? What is the attitude of an elder? And we go back to First Peter chapter 5. He says... You are overseers. Not as people who stand above others. I find that amazing when he says, uh, as elders among you, verse 5, I appeal as a fellow elder. He said not, he didn't say, look, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you because I'm ahead of you. I, I'm, 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 I'm sort of unranking a bit higher than you. He said, amongst you, as an elder, I stand. And he said, that's the, that's, that's the attitude. You, 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 you're an overseer. 
but you're not a Lord. It doesn't belong to you. Therefore, he says, when the chief shepherd appears, we are just under shepherds, under shepherds. And Christ is the chief shepherd of them all. Therefore, an elder must lead, not by lording it over people, but by being an example. They say of the, of the shepherds of old Israel, they walked ahead. In our day and age, I don't know how you would manage that. How do you do that? You take a, a mob of sheep and what do you do? You, do we walk in front of them these days? Now we behind them and we yell and carry on and, and, and try to drive them into some, into some direction. It didn't happen those days. Why? Because the shepherd actually stopped with his flock all the time. They knew his voice. And they would trust him. And he would walk and they'd follow. That is the picture that we see here. You're an overseer as you walk ahead of them. And they would trust you to follow you. And you do it, the Bible says, willingly, not begrudgingly. That is not like you do it because you have to. Do it because I want to. And if the Lord calls people into the eldership, he says, make sure that you want to do this. Because it's going to call for commitment. It's going to call for commitment. Some go astray. And they don't go astray in the best hours of the day, I can tell you. They go astray at night. Sometimes you, you have to go and look for them. Willingly. Willingly. Why? Well, I was lost once too. And then the Lord searched me. And he got me stuck in the mud. And he pulled me out. And I know what it means to be rescued. Therefore, when I'm an elder, I want to see that others get saved too. That's why. It's a, it's a work of service. It's a work of service. Be shepherds of the flock that's under your care, serving as overseers. It, it almost sounds like these two words are not meant to be next to one another you know you serve as an overseer when you serve you are a servant and when you oversee you oversee yes but you serve as an overseer you you're there with them and you understand them you're not lording it over them but by setting an example how hard is that it's not always easy and i'm aware of myself and of my own Oh, preferences sometimes and just say well look I don't feel like it today but that's not what counts what counts is what the Lord wants for us and therefore there must be humility humility because you must not because you must, but because you're willing as God wants you to be. Not greedy for money, but eager to serve. Not lording it over people, but being an example to the flock. Therefore, as the Lord was humble, leaders of the church need to be humble.
need to be humble. Well, I've been in session meetings, uh, not in this one, so John, so I'm not. But I've been in session meetings where the biggest of strife and, and uh, disunity happens within the group of elders as they meet. And people would just say, I'm not going to give in. This is my idea. That spills over in the church. And that disunity within the group of elders and their, that idea of, I want my idea, I want my thing done, I want to push my agenda. And that happens, it spills over into the church. And you want to divide a church, elect people who cannot work together. But it's when we meet at the feet of Jesus, and when we understand that he is the shepherd who bought this flock with his blood, it changes it. Therefore, my dear brother and sister, you are going to, within the next month or so, you are going to elect men according to the will of God. It's a high calling. It's a high calling. We know that. And there might be some here who might thought, well, I'll put my hand up for this. And by now you might say, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe the calling is too high. Yeah, the calling is high. We're not going to lower the standards. The calling is high. Understand that. But also understand this, that if God calls you, he will enable you to do that. And together, we're going to take one, one another's hands and we're going to do it for the Lord. You with me, I with you, and with the others. And the, pray, the prayers of the church will carry you through and their prayers will, for the church will be to the glory of God. We have to do this. John cannot carry the load by himself and so I can't. It's God's will for his church to have his elders. So think about this, pray about this, and ask the Lord's guidance about it. We pray. Father, <clears throat> we've now heard once again about uh, the high calling of elders. We've looked at their, uh, their character and their life last week, and today uh, we've learned more about their job and their attitude towards the job. And we pray, Father, that you will help this church to elect men that will uh, do this for Jesus Christ because the shepherd of the flock has actually pulled them out of the mud of sin themselves. Give us the grace, Lord, to really search for people, not according to our standards, but according to the standards of the word. And help us also, Lord, to grow in our, uh, in our calling, uh, to pray for one another and really care for one another. In Jesus' name, amen.